The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. And today I have with me my special guest, Dia Michaels. Dia, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. For those of you who might not have heard my last show with Dia, I'll just clue you in. Uh, Dia is an author. She is a publisher. She's the owner of Platypus Media. And that in and of itself should spark your interest. You should be asking yourself, why would a woman name a business Platypus Media? And in order to get the answer to that, you might want to listen to the show that Dia and I did last year. And you'll get quite an education about the platypus, breastfeeding, and Dia. Uh, Dia, of course, is also a breastfeeding advocate and certainly woman extraordinaire. So Dia and I were talking, and we were talking a lot about the kinds of things that have been in the news this year. And we kind of said to ourselves, hey, if we found this interesting or provocative or silly or enlightening or whatever, then maybe this is something that our listeners would kind of like to get clued into. Now, by the way, uh, for those of you who are on our Facebook page, thank you very much, by the way, if you have been to my Facebook page and liked it, thank you much, we we have just a little snippet about some of these things that Dee and I are going to talk about, not everything, but um, Dee and I are going to kind of dive into this a little bit more. Now, Dia, here's one thing that I know I don't think we've got on our Facebook page. I didn't see it anyway, but it's this new law that enhances breastfeeding coverage for military moms. Since we are talking to people in more than 100 countries, I know that we've got military moms who are listening to us. So tell us about this new law and what's it going to do for breastfeeding moms who are military? It's incredibly exciting because as well, I know as you're aware, but I don't know if all your listeners are aware, that there's only something like three countries in the world who don't have maternity leave. Um, really? America is one of them. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things that is most striking about this advanced country who theoretically has the resources to invest in its citizens. And so if you are lucky enough to have any opportunities for leave, it has to be short-term disability. But there simply is no maternity leave. So the Navy, trying to get a competitive edge very intelligently, has now um, tripled what you can take after baby. It used to be six weeks, which is a typical short-term disability period. And now it's 18 weeks. And it's 18 weeks of paid maternity leave. And this will now give a definite competitive edge to the Navy and encourage women who want to have families and careers to think of the Navy as a viable option. 
Dia, I'm curious about this because I have noticed that the Navy has been more pro-breastfeeding, if you will, or I, I should back up. I should say it is my perception that the Navy has been more pro-breastfeeding than the other services. Uh, what's your perception of that? And does that new law, it's not just for Navy, is it? Because I didn't read it that way, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, this one is Navy. It's not, it's not military. It's not um, a broad sweeping change. This is U.S. Navy triples paid maternity leave. All right, but help me with this. If if President Obama signed it into law, which he did, oh wait, no, 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 I stand no. corrected. It's, it's Navy. This this article says women serving in the U.S. Navy and Marine Corps oh, does not say anything about Army or Air Force or Coast Guard. Oh, well, that's interesting because I'm betting that you and I are looking at two different pieces of information. But you know what? I'll bet you a dollar that there will be military mothers out there who will be happy to drop us a note and let us know <laughs> if we've got this right or not. By the way, if you do want to drop us a note, uh, by all means, feel free. The email address is radio at born to be breastfed. Dot com. I will repeat that. It's radio at born to be breastfed dot com. And either I will answer it or I'll, ans- I'll enlist Dia to answer it or we'll do it collaboratively. But at any rate, uh, I think this is interesting because certainly the military mothers have some issues to deal with that civilians don't deal with. And I say that just having talked with mothers who are in the military and I thought it was really interesting that one woman said to me well just the uniform alone is enough to be something that civilians don't deal with and I it suddenly dawned on me I thought right if you're a civilian you can wear anything you want to and it can be breastfeeding friendly so to speak but if you're wearing the uniform it's like hello get up in the morning this is what you're going to put on and it may or may not be uh so anyway it was really enlightening when she told me that and then of course she had much more to say so let's move away um, just just to clarify um yeah it says this applies to, it, it's paid leave for female sailors and Marines. It combines six weeks of paid maternity leave with 12 weeks of paid convalescent leave. You don't have to take it all at once. You do have to take it all within a child's first year, and it's retroactive to anyone who had a baby this calendar year. Ooh, I'm liking that retroactive part, too. So that's, that's what we're, that's the latest news. Okay, okay, great. And uh, tell us this, moving away from the government and into the private sector, here's another thing that made the news, which is IBM. And the headline was along the lines of IBM makes it easy for new moms to ship uh, home their their, uh, milk while they're traveling. What was that all about? It's so cool. (laughs) <laughs> As you know, if the baby's not with you, you have to pump. Otherwise, you'll get clogged and gorged, and the right. breastfeeding supply will come down. So anytime you're away from your baby, you've got the logistical feelings of having to pump. And the worst thing in the world is having to pump and dump, as the phrase goes, yes. which is something that you would do if you have no ability to keep it refrigerated or there's something wrong with your breast milk because perhaps you're taking medication. But... If you're traveling for work, you're going to a four-day convention out of town. You've got a real problem because you're traveling. You need bottles and ice chests and all the logistics of keeping it refrigerated. You've got to deal with TSA and liquids and 
It's just a nightmare. And so what IBM said... At at the very least, it's a nuisance, that's for sure. It's a nuisance, and it's especially if you're on the kind of trip where you're in three different hotels, three different nights. (laughs) Right. It really, it's not fun. And pumping is not fun. Pumping and dumping is the ultimate of not fun. So um, especially for women who aren't going to sit down and produce eight ounces at a time. You know, if if it's pretty precious stuff, you don't want to get rid of it. So anyway, IBM came up with this great idea that if you're breastfeeding and traveling for work, they will have the ice chest show up at your hotel room. It will be FedExed back to your home. Everything will stay refrigerated. You won't have to do any of the burden of arranging the logistics and trying to coordinate the details. It's, you know, it'll cost them, what, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Here and there, but it's tremendous public relations and it's a real nice benefit for the moms. Well, actually, Dia, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that in the long haul, it probably doesn't cost them very much. Because if you think about it, that milk is going back to the baby who is going to be going to the doctor with fewer ear infections. And so, hence, the corporation is going to be putting out less money for uh well hopefully right. in, in insurance but certainly for copays and less absenteeism because the mother is not taking a sick kid into the doctor as often and, and i guess i should just preface this by saying somebody's got to be sitting out there saying to themselves now where does marie get this whole ear infection stuff well let me just clue you in 1991, there was a wonderful article that was written by one of the Cunninghams. I never can remember which one he is, but he wrote about the um, the literature of the last 50 years. Now, mind you, this was in 1991. He said the literature of the last 50 years shows that babies are five times more likely to get ear infections if they are bottle-fed, or I should say formula-fed, than if they're breastfed. So I think that this may not be so much of an expense for the IBM or for any corporation for that matter. Really, it may be an investment, you know? Well, even more short-run, getting women... Keeping women in the tech world, getting them in the tech world and keeping them there is a challenge yes. for companies. And IBM, if you look at it, 29% of its workforce is female, 25% of its management is female. If you can keep those women happier... Um, that, that's a good thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if you can keep them happier, you've got less turnover, you know, yeah. fewer retirement people not, you know. So, so keeping employees happy... It's worth a lot to a company because turnover is so, so expensive. And do you, do you it's, know... It's, off, it's a brilliant move. Oh, uh, definitely a brilliant move. Uh, do you know off the bat, is there CEO female? Because I think she is. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there, there are to... the famous ones, you know, the, the, the women in the tech world. Yeah. But I'm, not, I'm not aware that IBM is... I don't think so. Oh, well, here we go. Its CEO is named Jeannie Rometty. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, there you go. go. There's just one of 24 female chief executives of Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. And if so, as we start to see more women move into positions where there is more uh, 
I don't know, clout or whatever you want to call it, they're going to think of these kinds of things because guess what? They've been in that situation or their friend has been in that situation or something. And, you know, men just don't think that way. I'm not necessarily saying that men are slighting women. It's just that they don't think that way because they haven't had to think that way. Yeah, and it says that she's embraced a, a real effort to make it a friendlier place for working moms. And, the, and like we said, the article says it's a small and relatively inexpensive gesture, but it goes a long way for the people it does serve. Yeah, so. that is just so. And, and by the way, Dia, you're looking at it. Uh, t- what's, tell our listeners, what's the source there that you're looking at? Um, this one I'm looking at is an article at fortune.com. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No More Pump and Dump. IBM plans to ship employees' breast milk home. And, of course, the really exciting thing to me about that is not just that IBM has done it and not just that their women employees are getting that, but that somebody else is going to wake up and say, wow, if IBM did it, maybe we should do it, or maybe my company should do it, or maybe this is be something I should be asking my boss or my whoever for. And, you know, we've been talking so much about it getting easier to breastfeed you know, kind of out there in the world. And when we come back, I want to talk about a little bit about airports. And I know that we've talked about airports on the show before, but I would like to get a little bit of your take on it and a little bit of an update as well since the last time that we discussed airports. In the meanwhile, I would just like to ask uh, well, first of all, maybe to thank our sponsors, New Angel, that's N-U-A-N-G-E-L, newangel.com, certified woman-owned manufacturer making a difference in supporting breastfeeding. Visit www.newangel.com. And also, New Roo Baby, that's N-U-R-O-O-B-A-B-Y.com, closest to mom, best for babies. Free shipping on purchases of greater than $75. Hey, you guys, don't go away. I'll be right back with Dia Michaels. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you getting ready for your IBLCE exam? Do you want a time-saving review without having to travel? Marie Biancuso's new guided study review is the perfect resource for you. If you're wanting to listen on the go, get our premier package, which includes over 60 12-minute audio casts, a 400-page companion guide, and much more. Best of all, you'll get a live Q&A session with Marie via webinar. You'll walk into the exam confident you'll pass. Call today at 703-787-9894 or visit us at www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's breastfeedingoutlook.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I have with me today my guest, Dia Michaels. And Dia and I have been kicking around some things that have been in the news. And uh, we've tried to give you a little bit of our perspective on those things. So, Dia, I want to talk about breastfeeding in public. And really, before I get to talking always about... always an interesting conversation. I, <laughs> I have some specific issues that I'd like to talk about. But before we talk about uh, the, the kinds of things that have most recently been in the news, I would like to ask you what often troubles me, which is, is it good that we have this publicity about breastfeeding uh, and in public and women getting hassled and so forth? Is that a good thing because it builds awareness or is that a bad thing? Because in fact, what we're really saying is this thing was not normal and so we've got to make a big to-do about it. How, how do you feel about just publicity in general? Well, let's think about it. There's certainly no shortage of breasts in the media. Right. No shortage of breasts on the beach. There's no shortage of breasts on the billboards. But what are all of those breasts doing? Yeah, they're they're on display. They're on display. They're not feeding babies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see breasts, you know they're selling beer. They're selling yeah. cars. Yeah. Right. They're selling something for a consumer to buy. You see breasts on the beach. They're parading around. They're Everything in our culture around breasts is sexual. Yeah. Breast yeah. is sex objects. Breast is titillating, if you, pod, you know, pardon the word. But <laughs> the only way that we're going to understand and appreciate breasts for their teleologic purpose is to see them in that context. And the problem is, like even the obscenity laws, you may not know this, but do you know what the definition of obscenity contains? Oh, no. You no, I don't. The nipple. Really? You can have push-up bras, you can have a huge bosom, you can have your breasts popping out of your dress, <laughs> and there's no obscenity. The minute Wait. you show a nipple, this is why clubs use pasties. I was, was going to ask that. Is that why clubs yeah. use pasties? Yeah. yeah. You cross a line when you see a nipple. I see. And so now you're saying to young women who are not used to being in public, who are not used to stripping, right? You're supposed to go out in public, take your clothes off, you know, in a matter of speaking, expose your nipple, and let someone's mouth take that nipple in. For a woman who's not really comfortable and not secure in her breastfeeding and comfortable with her body, it's a terribly intimidating experience. Yes. And the very definition of obscenity is people seeing that nipple. So... As long as we only use them for beer and cars and we only use them to show, you know, sex and foreplay, then women are never going to be comfortable and babies are never going to get breastfed to the full extent that they might be. 
if it was socially acceptable. So the long answer to your question is yes. <laughs> <laughs> we must breastfeed in public. We must fight for the right to breastfeed in public. We must allow women to take care of their babies wherever they are, period. See, well, I'm good for that. But what I want to know is when you when you have it in the newspaper that it that a woman has been reprimanded or whatever for breastfeeding. I guess that's what I'm trying to ask is, does that denormalize it or does that just raise awareness? And I think you're saying it raises awareness. Well, yeah, and what typically happens is somebody, you know, both people who get chastised for breastfeeding in public go away with their tail between their legs. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally there's some media. And when there's media, there's response. And when there's response, policies change. Well, I have to say, that's why I have a radio show, because I know that I can say what I want to say and I can raise awareness. And because that is when policies change. I I have to tell you this funny thing, though, is I hear you talking. As you were talking, I was visualizing this woman that was sitting in the snack bar area of the Costco one afternoon as my husband and I were going out of the Costco. You know what I mean by the snack bar area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a hot summer day. And of course, we live just outside of Washington, D.C. So it was a very hot summer day. And I kid you not, she had these giant breasts. And the nipple was covered. I will give you that. But it was a little sundress. And pretty much, you could see these giant breasts completely hanging out. Oh my God, on parade, huh? Yeah, and what is she doing? She's sitting there bottle feeding her baby. Oh no. Yes. Oh, so not what they should be doing. So talk about hanging out, being exposed. She absolutely is incredibly uh, exposed. But we walk out of the Costco and my husband nudges me and he says to me, hmm. It's a shame she's not using those things for what they were designed for. (laughs) You know? And it's like, why wasn't she reprimanded for public exposure? Yeah, and told to go put some clothes on. Exactly. Yeah. It just makes me crazy. So let's talk some more about breastfeeding in public. Uh, What about this mother that was asked to move when she was at the public swimming pool? That's, I, I think, swimming pools and beaches, <laughs> women get harassed more than anywhere else, which, of course, is so ironic because in swimming pools and beaches, you not only have your breasts hanging out in 99% of the people there, but you've got your butt hanging out. Right? <laughs> so you've got everything hanging out, and the poor mom who's just trying to, you know, enjoy the pool with her child is the one that gets harassed. And I got harassed once at the swimming pool. It was so funny because I was sitting on the edge of the pool nursing the baby, and the lifeguard came up and said, I'm sorry, you can't do that. There's no food allowed on the pool deck. Whoa. But imagine the idiocy of this, because if the baby was nursing or not nursing, as long as I was lactating, there was food on the pool deck. (laughs) 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 The only difference is that the baby had a vacuum seal extracting that milk it was not pouring into the water it was not contaminating things it was not leaving a sticky residue but but you know it's like do you want me to take my breasts and move them and then the rest of me can stay here but it is but it's that line it's that like you can wear clothes that let everything hang out but something gets triggered 
if their breasts are actually being used. As you were telling that story, I was thinking about the one several years ago where a woman was told, I can't remember if it was at a pool or, no, I think she might have been at a picnic, and they told her that those breasts that would attract flies because of the (laughs) sticky milk, yes, yes, that the sticky milk would go on the ground and it would attract, no, the bees, I I take that back, it was the bees. Oh, my goodness. So your story is about equally as ridiculous. I, right, I mean, right. I, I exactly. wonder sometimes, how do people think these up? How do they think these up? Right, and you, you just look at them and you're like, excuse me, are you kidding? Yeah. Because, you know, and, and you know, even, you know, you could see him being concerned if I was standing in the water breastfeeding. Sure. sure. But, but I wasn't. I was sitting on the side. And so... So you get these stories, but I have to say the women who are willing to call the media and get some press and, and be the reason people have nurses, that takes guts. Most yes. people do not yes. want their 15 seconds of fame. And yes. certainly not for that reason. So, Dia, what did you say to that guy? Um, well, the usual. I told him that I thought that didn't really make sense and that I'd be happy to discuss it with his manager. Um, oh, okay. And there was okay. a whole kerfluffle, and sure enough, at the next board meeting, they decided that they would not harass women. Okay, but you did not call the media, Dia. No, but I also got him to back off. Yeah. Well, because, yeah. My bottom line, that wasn't going to move. Uh, I'm just thinking to myself that you are a very confident, very well-spoken woman. When somebody like you doesn't call the media, that tells me that some little you know, really quiet, shy woman is not, and and I think it's important to realize that for every one woman that we hear being about being hassled at the pool or being hassled where the, the bees are going to, you know, uh, the, the milk is going to attract bees or whatever, you know, there's probably like a hundred other people that that's happened to. Or a thousand. We don't, or, or a thousand, and, and we don't hear about those. No, and uh, it's so much easier to go away and not make a fuss. Yes. I mean, isn't it always? It's much easier to go away and not make a fuss. Yes, I, I guess I think of situations where I've been in, and sometimes it's like, you know what, I just got to move on for the day here. I can't really be dealing with this junk. But the truth of the matter is that I feel, I think, I hope, that women feel a little bit more empowered when they realize that other women fought this baloney and actually won. And that's something that, you know, it's, it's it, it like, I always think it's kind of stupid that we have to have a law that protects women uh, and their right to breastfeed. But obviously, we do need that. We obviously do need that. <laughs> You know, so listen, when we get on the other side of the break, I want to make sure everybody comes back because I absolutely want to talk to you about the other thing that was in the news, which was um, breastfeeding in public was about Target. And man, that definitely caught my attention. I bet you it caught other people's attention. So on the other side of the break, we'll talk about Target and we'll also talk about breastfeeding selfies or should I say brelfies. So everybody, don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Are you getting ready for your IBLCE exam? Do you want a time-saving review without having to travel? Marie Biancuso's new guided study review is the perfect resource for you. If you're wanting to listen on the go, get our premier package, which includes over 60 12-minute audio casts, a 400-page companion guide, and much more. Best of all, you'll get a live Q&A session with Marie via webinar. You'll walk into the exam confident you'll pass. Call today at 703-787-9894 or visit us at www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's breastfeedingoutlook.com. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, and I am here today with Dia Michaels, my guest. We've been talking about a number of different things where breastfeeding has been in the news, and we left off talking about some issues with breastfeeding in public, and I want to move to a different breastfeeding in public, and it was about Target. Um, wait, before we do that, we'd mentioned briefly this airport legislation. Oh, yes. Uh huh. But I don't think we told anybody what it was. Oh, you're so, right. You're right. You're right. Oh, Dia, thank you. In. Yes. So, I've had uh, it myself. Should talk about the airport. Okay. So, Representative Tammy Duckworth, she's a Democrat from Illinois, and she's famous for having a baby while being in Congress, discovered that it was a real pain to try to manage breastfeeding and travel. But the reason I want to bring it up so, anyway, so what she did first is. She sponsored a bill that would require medium and large U.S. airports to designate spaces in each terminal where mothers can breastfeed. Can't be in bathrooms, must be private, and the door has to lock. I think there has to be a sink. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is going back to the IBM story. It sounds like this is great because women can breastfeed there, but the other thing women can do there is pump. Because if you're traveling, you have to either breastfeed or pump. And finding a place to pump on the go, you can't pull into a McDonald's and find a comfortable place to pump. You can't. I mean, even breastfeeding, you've got a chance. You know, you could sit in a quiet corner. But pumping, you have to have privacy. So so I just wanted to mention that this bill sounds great because it supports breastfeeding moms. But even more importantly, it sounds breastfeeding moms who are not with their babies. 
Yes, and Dia, actually, I thank you for backing me up there, uh, or should I say making me go backwards, because I had that in my notes. Well, I guess this proves to our listeners that we don't rehearse these things before we go <laughs> on the air. But um, I, I do want to say that we've had at least a couple of shows about breastfeeding in airports. We interviewed one woman who had a dreadful experience on her way to Orlando. Uh, we talked to the folks at the Vermont airport who actually have a little um, place that is set aside and that was uh, designed by Mamava who's been one of our sponsors and also I wanted to say that we are trying actively to uh, find uh the sponsor of this bill because we want to talk to her more about what exactly this would entail. You and I have been around the block enough to know that sometimes these breastfeeding things look great and they look great on paper, but then they don't necessarily get enacted as a law. So we will be eager to talk to her. And I think, too, that it's interesting that this comes up just about the time that IBM is saying, look, you know, we recognize that women are pumping and they are breastfeeding and we've got to do something about this. So I will be very interested to see where this legislation goes. Uh, Certainly. So yes, thanks for helping me to remember. We really needed to cover that. And for those listeners who are interested, we've got a ton more of it uh, in in a couple of past shows. So Dia, I'm going to go to the target again. Uh, Oh, the target one is great. Yeah, the Target one is great. Tell, tell us about what happened with the woman who was breastfeeding in Target. Um, I don't know the backstory. I know the end result. Do you know the backstory? No, I don't, but I know the, the end result, so go ahead. <laughs> so, so the end result is um, that Target's got a sign up now, apparently, that says, guests may openly breastfeed in our stores or ask where they can go to breastfeed. When this ha- I guess this is in the employee manual. When this happens, remember these points. Target and by, by the way, support, uh, this is a yeah. direct quote. Yes, these are, this, is this, this, this is the text in the employee yep. book. I'm looking at it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Target's policy supports breastfeeding in any area of our stores, including our fitting rooms, even if others are waiting. If you see a woman breastfeeding in our stores, ask you know, if she needs any help and um, make her feel comfortable. And so basically... You know, it's a it's nice because it's always so catch as catch can. It's yes. an individual manager, an individual employee. You know, somebody comes up and says, "You can't do that here." And so, to have a national chain the size of Target that deals with the, with the public continuously have a direct and clear policy saying we support breastfeeding. Um, that's really exciting. That hasn't this- been the case. This is you know, most the, definitely very, very clear. They have yeah, got and the three reason that we've needed points. legislation that says women are allowed to breastfeed anywhere that they're allowed to be um, is because women have been harassed so yes. much of the time. So it's it really cool. And also, who doesn't love going to Target? <laughs> so why, well, why not have a, a feel good about a store you actually like patronizing? 
I am reading right word for word here, and what I think is very interesting is that they say, if she, meaning the breastfeeding woman, if she approaches you and asks for a location to breastfeed, offer the fitting room. Okay, that's good. But notice the parenthesis. The parenthesis say, do not offer her the restroom as an option. Nice, and I think nice. that's so important that they called that out because people, and again, we could do the whole airport thing all over again. We could do the public public buildings, anything else you want to name. And people just ordinar- ordinarily uh, uh, assume that going to the restroom is an option. And excuse me, but I don't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for my four-year-old in the restroom. So why would I get food for my newborn or my two-month-old or my whatever it is, year-old, in the in the bathroom? Excuse me, that's just not an option. So yeah. I thought that it was very insightful of Target that they called that out as do not offer the restroom as an option. Right. Now, do you know, know that in the best of all possible worlds, you've got a sink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so it would be nice to have the sink there. But what they're saying is, you know, even if we don't have an official breastfeeding room, if you need to breastfeed your baby, go for it. Go for yeah, it. You are welcome here. Again, I kind of want to say, if Target is doing this, and if they have come out with something this strong, it makes me wonder, where is Walmart? Where is Kmart? Where is, uh, you know, any other department store that you want to name? Where are they? And will they scratch their heads and say, hey, you know what? Before we have an incident at our facility, which, by the way, is usually negative press. Thank you very much. Always. Always negative press. <laughs> you know, before, before we get ourselves into that pickle, how about we have this policy? And, Dia, I'm with you. I could not quite determine. It seemed to me that this was part of their employee handbook, but I couldn't tell if it gets posted on a wall or what. But absolutely, if you are shopping in Target, absolutely, positively, there is no question. Uh, I did see, however, that this image has been shared on the web. And one woman, I thought this was pretty interesting, she wait, said... Wait, wait, shared 15,000 times, by the way. Uh, yeah, did I say something different? No, you just said shared. Oh, yeah, yeah, 15,000 times. Uh, I thought it was interesting that this woman said, I worked for Target for two years and I had not seen this. I break policy every time I see a nursing mama. I always approach her and ask her if she'd like some water, and that's (laughs) uh, all I want when I'm nursing. Uh, But clearly she had good intentions here. I think, though, that this is really one of these things where, do do you think somewhere, somewhere in your heart of hearts, do you think that this is going to become the norm before you and I die or retire? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, you ask where everybody else is, and presumably it will become more common. But the reason this is news is because nobody's done this. Right. Right. The reason IBM is news is because nobody's done it. Nobody else has done this. Right. Right. But I don't think so. I mean, there's so many things that should be public policy that aren't. Yes. And, you know, we've had to pass legislation because of duress. 
so as opposed to the dressing room at Target. But um, <laughs> oh, very nice. Thank you. But but no, I don't think I don't think it's going to be widespread. Wow. So you know, to I'm, me, I'm, this... and I would love to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. To me, there are just certain things that you do for customer service and things that you don't do. It's just part of respecting your clientele. And by the way, I, I know that you know this, but I'm not sure that all of our listeners here in the U.S. know this. It is not illegal to breastfeed anywhere in America. And I will repeat that. It is not illegal to breastfeed anywhere in America. It's just that most states have a law to protect the woman's right to breastfeed. But, and I think now, I think there's only two states left that don't have a specific law protecting the woman's right. By the way, you know, here I am. I live in Northern Virginia. Virginia just got a law not very long ago. Oh, I think in the last 60 days. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want people to understand that there are still a few out there where the law does not necessarily protect them, but certainly they are not forbidden from breastfeeding anywhere. And so a lot of times women will say, well, my state doesn't have whatever. Well, that's okay. Uh, It's just a matter of you really need to stand up for yourself. In most situations, uh, you can breastfeed if the baby has a right to be there. Well, if the baby doesn't have a right to be there, that's another whole story. But um, So, Dia, before we go to break, uh, t- tell me this. Uh, what about those breastfeeding selfies, or sometimes known as brelfies? All right, Dia, you are a totally confident woman. Would you put your brelfie out there on the web for people? Totally. You well, would. I think, wait, wait, wait. You take pictures <laughs> of things that are meaningful. Okay. Right? That's the whole idea. If you're finding breastfeeding your baby is magical and the look on their face and the satisfaction oh. in their eyes, of course you take a beautiful picture. You take a beautiful okay. picture of your kid in the sand and a beautiful picture of your kid with the dog. I mean, that's what pictures are for. And breastfeeding, as you and I both know, is nothing short of magic. So why wouldn't you take a picture and why wouldn't you share a picture that is, for you, sweet and wonderful and beautiful and natural? Absolutely. So you do it? Of course. Okay. I thought it was interesting that this actress had her uh, birth announcement where the baby was breastfeeding and that, you know, that was like for the whole world to see. And she was good with that. See, I don't know if I'd oh. be good with that or not. Oh, yeah, you would be. Because, first of all, what do babies do? Well, that's true. Taking pictures of babies sleeping is actually not that interesting. Taking pictures <laughs> of babies crying is not particularly interesting. Okay, so, so, so you can make a case. or smiling. That's all they do. I mean. So this is a, a picture of the baby in action, so to speak. Yeah, well, how many hours a day do newborns feed? Yeah, well, 18 hours a day. Yeah, that's true. Right. Oh, that's true. That's true. Take a picture of your baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I don't know if I would do that or not, but I, I guess you know you got to remember. I'm the one that just got a couple of those sparkly fairy hair things in my in my hair the other day, and I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty far out there for me. Well, but, and they hey, did look fabulous. Well, well, just, thanks, Dia. They did look fabulous. 
Yeah, I went to the dentist today, and the dental hygienist noticed it. And I'm like, yeah, well, this is a little further out there than I usually go. But hey, you know, I've only got like two or three. So anyway, hey, listen, everybody, do not go away. Uh, Dia and I have been talking so much about what's been going on, what's good about breastfeeding, how it's gotten easier, uh, how we forget how much better off everyone is. And I guess what, what we really need to talk about in this last segment is we need to talk about what will it take for breastfeeding to be not such a big deal. And I bet I know what Dia's answer is. You may or may not know what Dia's answer is, so don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you getting ready for your IBLCE exam? Do you want a time-saving review without having to travel? Marie Biancuso's new guided study review is the perfect resource for you. If you're wanting to listen on the go, get our premier package, which includes over 60 12-minute audio casts, a 400-page companion guide, and much more. Best of all, you'll get a live Q&A session with Marie via webinar. You'll walk into the exam confident you'll pass. Call today at 703-787-9894 or visit us at www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's breastfeedingoutlook.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with my guest, Dia Michaels. Before I get Dia to tell us what uh, is her take on what it's going to take for us to make breastfeeding be not such a big deal, I would just like to say that for some of us, it's a big deal in a very positive way. That is, I know that a percentage of people who are listening today are actually nurses, lactation consultants, doctors, midwives, childbirth educators, doulas, and more. If you are one of those people, and if you've ever wondered to yourself, huh, I wonder if now would be the time to be a a certified lactation consultant, then my answer to you is... You just might be interested. I would really encourage you to sign up for one of our free webinars if you are interested in pursuing the professional credential. I'll give you our phone number. It's 703-787-9894. 
ask to be put on the list for the free webinar about becoming a lactation consultant. We will be running that free webinar. It is live, by the way. It's online, but it's live uh, about once a month. And if we can fit you in, you will be welcome. It is free. I will also, of course, be doing my review course for those of you who are at the 10-year mark or possibly the five-year mark and you're recertifying. I have a uh, review course that you might be interested in attending. It will be in several places live and it will also be in an audio review that's kind of like getting me on the radio except that this time what i'm saying actually pertains to the certification exam itself and by the way if you need your 90 credits because you are absolutely totally like from the beginning needing to be prepared i also offer that course and that will also be in several places throughout the United States if you'd like to come and join me live so uh and and so if you want to do that, another place you can go is my professional website, which is www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. Check it out. And, of course, for this show, it's www.borntobebreastfed.com. So, Dia, what is it going to take? Tell us, what on earth is it going to take for breastfeeding to be not such a big deal? Because we know that, obviously, it is kind of a big deal. So, so what's it going to take? The same thing it's going to take for racism, sexism, and everything else not to be a big deal, and that is to educate the children. Mm. It all comes down to, you know, no, what do they say? Nobody is born wanting to formula feed. <laughs> That's uh-huh. that a phrase we can start. I, I think we could start there. Sure. Yeah. Nobody is born wanting to formula feed. People have to be taught to be ashamed of their breasts. They have to be taught not to change, to raise their children in the way that all of our DNA is telling us to raise our children. And so it's all about education. Um, and I think, you know, you, you know this, that one of my very first books, not my first, but one of my first books is If My Mom Were a Platypus, which is to model breastfeeding, birth and breastfeeding practices in the wild in an attempt to normalize that and that book you know, as we know, has been very successful in multiple languages and and used throughout. Um, And so now, as you mentioned, we've got a new book, um, and this one is Early Childhood. This one's targeted at the youngest readers. It's called Nurtured and Nuzzled. Sweet, sweet book. And it's, again, about normalizing attachment, normalizing, normalizing family closeness, and normalizing breastfeeding. Uh, You know, Dia... I uh, thank you, by the way, for giving me that copy a few days ago when I saw you. I really enjoyed reading it, and I'm a grown adult. One of the things that is always important to me is I'm thinking, if I had to read this to my kid 25 times or 250 times, how would I like this story? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I, I loved that story. I loved that story. So tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write that. Well, the um, the key, as you know, is the education and the children. And what what it comes down to in today's language is healthy choices. And so if we can get kids to understand healthy choices and maybe grow up and employ healthy choices, then that applies across the board. It applies in obesity prevention, diabetes prevention, 
exercise the bigger issues, racism, sexism, that, that if we can get these things established in children, treating people with respect, cleaning up after themselves, being aware of their environment, then we don't have to do corrective action later. And so this book... Um, is really driven by the, the illustrations. The illustrations are magnificent. Oh, they are um, magnificent, totally. And when the artist approached me, I realized that these are the pictures that could really help us because when you open the book, it's all illustrated, full-color, full-spread um, images of, of mothers and babies in the wild um, and then the human ones in nuzzling and nurturing positions, and you open it up, and emotionally, the first word out of everyone's mouth is, oh, and so if you've got them emotionally, then, then they're going to pay attention. And yeah, so I did that. driven by the art, and, and I was fortunate enough to have the artist bring the art to my attention. Oh, the art was excellent. But you heard me, and you did not prompt me. You heard me go, oh. Yes, well, only 99% of the people who look at it do that. But well, yeah, that's what it, just... it was designed for, and that's because when I saw the art, that's what I did. Um, and the text is simple. The text is simple, rich language, nuzzled, nurtured, carried, cradled, um, you know, breastfed. The, the language is simple but rich. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, it's totally and, effective. And, so, and it's also nice, you know, one of, the, one of the pairings is snuggled and sheltered. So they're comfortable words, but they're not necessarily familiar words. And that, of course, allows us to build language in the child as well as um, the messaging. So I'm really, really excited about this book. It's actually still in the review stages. It's not out yet, but we do have review copies available, and we're excited to share it with people. So anybody who wants to see it, if they just want to contact me, um, we'll see if we can make that happen. Uh, Dia, that was my next question. Uh, Is it too early for people to get it from, say, Amazon.com? Yeah, it won't actually be available um, from Amazon until February of 2016. Oh, okay. But we do have the the review copies here, and we are anxious to to get some early buzz about it and some good reviews out there. So, Uh, um, like I said, if if people reach out to me, we are certainly happy to to find ways to share the title. Dia, help me with this. As one who did some uh, teaching in universities at, at a couple of points in my life, uh, I thought a review copy was for somebody important. Uh, can anybody get a review? <laughs> you know what I mean. Can, can anybody get a review? Like if you're just a parent, can you get a review copy? Uh, depends if you're nice to me. But um, <laughs> you know, generally the review copies go to people who have some influence. But like I said, we, we want it out there and we want to share it. And we're so, so pleased with it. Um, and we do have, you know, some stock to work with, you know, from our review mailing. But, but really, it's, if it's something that you care about, it's, you can see the, the image, some of the images on our website. If you go to platypusmedia.com and just click on Coming Soon, okay. you'll see the book there. But, um, and they can contact me through the website. So, um, but like you said, when you've got something this beautiful, it's the natural instinct to want to share it. Oh, absolutely. Dia, I want to ask you this because I know that many of our listeners are WIC peer counselors. Would mm-hmm. the peer counselor be eligible for a um, a review copy? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay, I mean, you gave us you your think website. About the, the work that WIC is doing, we uh-huh. need to support them 100% of the way. 
Um, in the minute or so we have left, could you please repeat your website and spell it for us, please, and give us your phone number if someone wants to follow up with you? Sure, sure. The website is Platypus Media, so it's P as in Paul, L-A-T as in Tom, Y, P as in Paul, U-S, platypusmedia.com. My email is dia, D-I-A, at platypusmedia.com. And our phone number, the toll-free number, is 1-877-752-8977. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dia. It's been a real pleasure to have you here today. As usual, this really always goes way, way too fast. But thank you so much, Dia Michaels, for joining us. That's all the time we have today. Uh, For those of you who are interested, please feel free to visit my Born to be Breastfed site, that's borntobebreastfed.com. Professionals, my site is breastfeedingoutlook.com. Remember that I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. I'm Marie Biancuzo. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, check out my blog, check out my Facebook page, and remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.